Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. And on today's show, I've got John Watkins. John is the co-owner of Resilience Development Company, a purpose-driven team that uses cutting-edge training methods to embed the skills, mindset, and behaviors that enable people and teams to adapt, perform, and be well during periods of change, uncertainty, and high pressure. Acting as a catalyst for organizational growth and change, John is a professional coach and former Special Force soldier and lives in Jersey with his wife's son, and Fox Red Labrador. So welcome onto the show, John. Hey, James. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. So thank for you. the people that don't know, I'm going to start off with this slightly different tangent than I normally would do. For the people that don't live on the British Isles, describe Jersey for people. And I'm not talking about New Jersey now. Jersey, <laughs> yes. The island of Jersey. Yeah, so we're, what, about 130, 140 miles south of Bournemouth Pool, or about six miles off the French coast. Um, probably known through Jimmy Carr's tax haven, um, but uh, yeah, we're 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 part of the uh, we're a crown dependency. We're not we're sort of what are we five by nine in terms of miles. There's about 110,000 people. Um, it's a nice place to live. It's just a very expensive place to live. Well, a lot of people don't know this. Obviously, you had the when was this? It's not too long ago with the uh, French ships surrounding Jersey to do around Bre- i don't want to bring, bring politics but to do around brexit and things like that so a lot of people wouldn't know that yeah no yeah no yeah that's that's well remembered yeah so it was all to do with fishing rights i believe and boris decided to 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 cut the, the french out of certain parts and and the french fishermen around around jersey got very frustrated with that so yeah they blockaded it which was very exciting for jersey um yeah so it made made the front of our news as well as bbc news um so um yeah, not much gets international news from Jersey, but that was certainly one of them. Do you know what? Actually, I actually got international news at one point for something that happened in Jersey. Uh, I don't tell this story very often, but we got married in 2017. Some people might might remember this. But Google it if you want to. We got married in September 2017, uh, 1st of September. Uh, and at that point, we are having a problem in Jersey on one beach in particular. This is a very Jersey problem of a seagull. Now it was raised, 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 uh, sort of by, by a human, but sort of put into the wild, sort of in and out of wild, um, and it took it took offence to people wearing hats. So it used to dive bomb people wearing hats. So me and my wife were on the beach, very Jersey, getting a photo taken, uh, and this seagull called Gulliver kept dive bombing us, trying to rip my my wife's veil, grab her dress, and there's a picture of me that made. BBC, Mail, Times, everything, trying to punch a seagull. Um, and I think that's, uh, actually, I wasn't punching a seagull. I was like, get away, get away. But it looks like I'm trying to throw a, throw a punch at it. Um, and yeah, made national news. Uh, that was, again, one of the only times Jersey makes national news. It was happened to be me. Well, I think I think I can relate to that because obviously, and especially people who live on the coast, they are a very nuisance. And we've got a, a rescue greyhound. And even though... Um, We've had him in two years. It wasn't a problem last year. Obviously, trying to dive bomb him this year, and they, 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 there's a few on on a, on the other on like the street that's adjacent. Don't like me, so I don't know if it's because of the aesthetic <laughs> yeah. or or, yeah. or what. Um, 
and f- from that perspective it's 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 very you love all hate relationship and, and, and okay i can see where you got the 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 rough end of the stick because obviously yeah. the protected species well that's it people were people were kicking off and i think it's all over twitter um is it chris from the it used to be really wild show he's not anymore uh one show and the sort of nature stuff bbc do chris packham that's his name uh was was texting in and twist tweeting why are you getting rid of this seagull um so uh because they then moved him they didn't kill him they just moved him away from jersey we've got some islands about a couple of miles off the coast so they moved they moved him there it's uh yeah jersey lovely place i mean i was on the beach yesterday we're gonna be heading to the beach as soon as i finish this it was empty it was absolutely empty. Green waters. Looks like the Med. It's not as warm as the Med, but um, absolutely empty what, even, beach. Even, even with a heat wave. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was what it was mid midday yesterday. I went down just for a, with with the wife for a dip at, at lunch, and we had the beach to ourselves. And we're talking about a mile, mile and a half. We're the only person on it, um, bar a bar a family in the distance. It's just completely empty. Is so. it because it it's too hot, or is it? No, it was a bit cooler in Jersey. We get the sea breeze coming in. So I say it was only about 23, 24 yesterday. It wasn't, it wasn't 30, 40. Um, I don't know why. It's just, you know, if you live around it and you've people, people neglect it, don't they? I suppose they don't know what they've got until they've got, until it's gone. And yeah, people were there. So we had it to ourselves. So it's a great place to come and visit. Um, not that I get any, 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 anything from saying that, but I should, I should tap in to visit Jersey at some point and see if I yeah, can. Yeah. Well, my, my mum went a couple of years, well, talking a couple of years ago, uh, back in, when was I a bit, about 2005. Um, yeah, that she, was a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, it's a long, well, it was, it was <laughs> 17 years ago. She, she visited Jersey on the way back to, mm. obviously we discussed this off air, of obviously going back to, to, to Belgium on the way back from, uh, dropping me off, um, in Swansea, which is obviously another city by the coast, um, in South Wales, to prepare for the Commonwealth Games in well, Commonwealth selection for the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne in two thousand and six, uh, and she thoroughly enjoyed. She loved she loved Jersey, and then went on to uh, Saint Michel over over in France as well, and oh, yeah. and, and made it made it right all time of it obviously i stressed her out because i'd never been away from home by myself okay uh, for that duration of time but i think on reflection i think i think we all agreed it prepared me for university because that uh, university was a doddle in the september because it's like well i've already been away from home i don't know what people are moaning about but for, for people 17 18 years old never been away from home they were going through what i'd experienced in the summer and I do bring this up occasionally of people said, well, how did you learn to cook? That was that summer. How <laughs> was it? Yeah. Because uh, I would always watch my parents cook and they said, well, did you not take any of the information on? I was like, no, I'm just watching. I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't taking anything on. I was just being uh, a innocent bystander and, and just doing as I'm told. Whereas when it when the shit at the fan and I had to obviously fend for myself and 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 survival yeah. to a certain extent it was stuff well, did hit the fan i've got to, i've got yeah. to, i've got to learn how to use the oven i've got to learn, learn to this. so i learned the hard way and did yeah, that yeah. so university was easy it's like well uh, i did get silly questions of why did you eat always the same things it's like well i don't care what it looks like it's just a fuel and that's that's the basis of of my I obviously have massively changed from that. I do care what things look like nowadays. <laughs> yeah. As I'm a yeah. bit of a 
uh, well, you you've probably gone through that craze a little bit with coach. You know, the Instagram phase of taking pictures of of your meals. I think I went through that phase. Whereas now it's like it's to some degree, but I don't care what people other people think. Is if it yeah. looks nice for me and it tastes good, it, it's it's kind of a double double whammy. Yeah. So so John, what what was it for you that gave you the the kind of impetus to go from special forces to want to coach. Yeah. So I, I mean, I got, um, I got medically discharged from, from, from the military. So I had to go and find another career. So that was, that was it. Where, where do you end up? Um, uh, and I, you know, I spoke to a few people about this, but you know, we, we spoke about it off air, didn't you? You're, you're constantly trying to find when you're in those sort of institutions, professional sport, military, uh, university, you're trying to find that. Who am I? Who am I really? And that's the big battle a lot of people faced. So I actually I actually gave that con- some, some some consideration. And I I can remember I can remember looking back when I knew I had time. So I had time. I had six, eight months, knew I was going to be discharged. So I had time to think about it. And just purely by accident or something I'd read, or it was just, just very natural to me. I looked back at all the things I was doing really well in, in the unit I was in. What did I really enjoy doing? What gave me a buzz? And there was one day that 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 um, stood out for me. And that was a day where everything just went totally wrong. And I mean, we were doing a big, and I can't talk too much about it, but we were doing a big demonstration in front of people coming down from Whitehall to look at it. I was responsible for getting a bit of equipment that people were coming to look at. And basically the unit didn't have any. We'd ordered it, it hadn't arrived. So it was a big deal. It wasn't there. So I spent, what was it? Six, eight hours running around with my hair on fire, trying to sort it out, engaging with lots of different departments, my senior leadership, talking about it, trying to problem solve, find a solution to it. And I finished the day and I sort of sat down and you have that sort of buzz, that adrenaline buzz, don't you? Um, and I absolutely loved it. I'd absolutely loved the day because I got to engage with all of all of these sort of natural strengths that got me to where I was. And I sort of reflected back on that and I recognized that that, that sort of problem solving, that ability to find fault, but also fix it. Um, was definitely a strength of mine. So immediately I, I, I sort of navigated over to the consultancy part of the world. Um, and I started that for about six months. So I, I actually, um, I was being discharged um, at one point. Um, I looked in, I was going to be a consultant in London and I then fell exceptionally ill. Life-changing illness uh, that I'd had all along. It just reared its head just as I had to leave. Into a coma, small violin stuff, very ill, 50% chance of surviving, pulled through it, came out the other side, then went through that long transition um, of leaving the military. And in that time, I recognised that, that that consultancy IT in London wasn't for me for lots of reasons. We can talk about that. It's interesting, um, you know, looking back on it, why it wasn't right for me. Um, headed over to Jersey where I was getting treatment and, again, fell into by accident a consultancy role um uh, an accountancy firm didn't suit me in the slightest and i mean was totally against my values um against my strengths wasn't using it wasn't me uh, and nearly imploded luckily i imploded um physically so fell ill again um so you know mentally i didn't um i was close but not 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 uh, that close to really really poor mental health um and then as i sort of came through from that that physical illness as it relapsed, um, I started to engage in a conversation with the team I was in now who were doing what I'd call people consultancy. That's not strictly what we do. We're a training and coaching company, but it was people focused. 
Um, and it was that light bulb that had gone went off in my head. I'd been on the program that we deliver about eight months before, so I knew it. I was using some of the stuff. I knew the impact it had. Um, and it was it was at that point that it went. It's actually people. That's 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 where my heart lies. I knew it all along. My parents had always said I was going to be a teacher. Not that I teach now, but my parents have spotted it. I've been teaching and coaching. I played very high level of sport, cricket and rugby. I've been I've been coaching people since I was can remember eight, nine, ten, eleven. Did a gap year coaching, so it's a very natural fit. I just I just never really spotted it um, until that moment, and that's how I fell into it. Really, um, luck. A little bit of luck, a little bit of judgment, but that's how I got there. I think you call it different things, coaching, teaching, leadership. You you put it in whatever you wanna you yeah. wanna describe yeah. it as and, and, and obviously you and I discussed um off air about obviously I, I never thought I would fall into the role that I'm that I'm obviously doing day to day nowadays because I had this sort of view on you know people that can't do things teach it's, it's, yes it's like yeah. you, pre you preach to that so much of okay people that aren't good at things they go and teach it the, the the people that are good don't make the best coaches on and all the things and i think because of for me i had a mindset of gosh not very empathetic very single driven very 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 i won't say similar to the military but singular focus of I think if you asked people that weren't in my family, they'd probably describe me as motivational, inspirational, <laughs> uh, yeah. and things of that nature. My family would probably go self, self, uh, self-centered, single focus. Yes, yeah, very centric. Is very that very one's very uh, pray, very given a praise, and obviously the other one's very you would probably would not want. To, whereas I could laugh that off. Of yeah. okay, they're technically both true. Because you you've got to have singular focus to be successful in probably both sport or or the military um, arenas. It's probably I'm gonna I'm gonna knock the Americans a little bit now because it's probably easier to get promoted in the Americans um, military than it is the British. Or that's historically how how it's been been been. Yeah, I would been, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, but. We'll go with you to your take. We'll go on with it. the well, my, yeah. my dad's uh, U.S. military, yes. but yes. it's that's probably the historic banter when it comes to that. But I think when you say you didn't think you, your family thought you'd be a teacher, and but it's the same thing. It's it's, it's showing people uh, leadership on a path that you've potentially trodden, which you have, or you've got the skill sets, the values, and the morals that somebody else wants. Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it? That is absolutely the key. It's interesting. If I'd asked my if I'd asked my friends and family when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, whether I'd gone into the military, been a Marines, go, go, go as an SF operator, they'd have laughed at me. In fact, I think even during university, as I was applying, I'd got through the first stage of the Marines. <clears throat> my friends, school friends that I met up with were like, what? You're never going to pass that. I promise you, if I'd asked, we had a poll of everybody that knew me, I reckon. 1% of people said I'd have, I'd have passed the Marine training. I got my green beret. Um, so you can pr you can prove people wrong, can't you? Um, you can prove people wrong, but um, well, I, th I think yeah. thing, thing you shown that, um, who dares wins. It's a lot of fitness yeah. professionals have gone on that, pro on that program. have have been fucked. Yes. <laughs> Men yeah. Mentally yeah. and physically. And you're thinking, yeah. well, 
you 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 you're a personal trainer you you're ultra ultra distant runner and it's the ones that seem to have um that mental edge i, I yeah. know one <clears throat> paralympian that went on the celebrity one thinking are you bored or because because a lot of them get hurt thinking yeah okay the marines are i'll say this because you can't say this because then you'd be biased but it's probably the high high hardest military unit for a purpose in, in any doesn't matter if it's the british armed forces the americans whatever country it is you're the first to go in so you've got to be mentally strong and then probably then some, and, and probably the TV program doesn't do it justice because they can't. They probably don't. The Aunt Milton and all, and 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 the like probably don't break people that think that they would do in basic training and, and beyond. Because obviously, that's not a hostile ish environment. It's okay being blindfolded and <laughs> being brought into a room. I don't think anybody would want that. But if that's you're put in that position, you're in hostile territory, and that is uh, a foreign state. So they'll do whatever it takes to break you so they get the information out of you. No, exactly. Uh, that show is not reflective in the slightest. <clears throat> it's good entertainment, though, not that I've watched it, but um, it's not reflective. But <clears throat> it's similar. It's pushing people to the edge, isn't it? It's absolutely pushing people to the edge, the bit that they don't know exists, testing whether you've got it. Um and they draw the line in it. This, yeah, I've, I said I've not, I've not seen it. I have to say, but um, I know it is very popular. It's a, it's a test of mental and physical robustness. We, I mean, I, you know, in, um, in, in special forces world, we had people that were considered top soldiers um, in, in the traditional military, not, not get past the first few weeks of selection, um, and yet you get people um, who traditionally you would go, mm, they're, they're not the right person for this absolutely fly through and i think if you hear nims talk about it who's just done all the the everest challenges and you get him talking about his military career uh the netflix documentary um you, you hear that come through you know there's no way people would have expected him to pass it but he had something he had something that enabled him to pass it well it's it you could probably put it down to grit you could put it down to lots per, of things yeah per, per, perseverance it's it's Within probably from hearing your story, John, it's 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 that that goal that you want to do in university. I want to become a marine, and you'll stop at anything. I think I can relate to that from a sport perspective. Of okay, they're not relatable as such. But if people were to ask me, would do I think I would be a Paralympian, let alone two-time para? As a teenager, probably not. As I I, I know I wanted to be some sort of professional athlete in the what I perceived as you're a growing up was probably to play football, soccer for the Americans, or to play basketball. I knew once I became a teenager, okay, with a disability that's not feasible. It's not it's not practical. What avenue can you potentially excel at? What I know twenty years later if I could say to my younger selves, this is what you're going to achieve and I would like you to probably achieve more than that because this is the bar. I'd like you yeah. to shoot maybe for a little bit higher, maybe not look at, or could we discuss this a little bit off it, of maybe not be fixated on the gold medal, a little bit enjoy the process, enjoy, I'm not going to say the life, the lavish lifestyle, but the 
enjoy the occasion while it lasts because obviously it's 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 it's, it okay 10 years is a long time but it's not it's not that long in terms of of a lifetime so enjoy every aspect of every moment and that's why if i do speak to uh, younger athletes in particular I, I remind them as if you've got this mindset of ah oh, if i like it that's good if i loathe it okay we'll, we'll bring a grin and bear it but if somewhere in between we'll just get on with it it's like well those two occasions that you don't like they're gonna teach you something whereas yeah. i spoke to uh, one of the amputee goalkeepers for for england uh, amputee football and, I, and it was like talking to myself as a, as a 70 yeah. like, you need to get out of that mindset now. Uh, I can talk to you as somebody that's have personal experience of thinking like that. It's not a regret, but it's probably something I would have liked to change if I've, somebody would have taught me uh, a lot younger to kind of go, well, obviously that's something to learn from, good. That's something bad to learn from, okay. It's not great in the moment, but what's it going to teach me? And get out of this in between because obviously one is good and one is bad. And having kind of mediocre approach or being average is not serving anybody, let alone myself. So, I I I think from a from a coaching perspective, you evolve and and you learn from obviously mistakes, things that have gone right, uh, conversations you've had with other people, and and, and a different perspective. As oh, okay, I've never thought of it uh, uh, the way that John's presented it. I like. I prefer the way that he he analyzes it and contextualizes it. Thus, I'll run with that going forward. Yeah, I t- and I tell you what, when you when you're talking, it what, what resonated with with me was if I if I if I go back now, if I take what I know now and the skills I have now and put them back into what my my body when I was 21, 22 at the beginning of Marines, twenty six, twenty seven, going UKSF, I'd have been so much more effective so much more effective as a as a soldier it doesn't mean i wasn't then um but it's but it is it's, it's it's amazing how those things you learn when you leave that environment can be so incredibly useful so tapping into tapping into someone like yourself for those younger members just invaluable isn't it because you've, you've been there well you an, you analyze you analyze yeah, exactly yeah. differently as okay people want to know why you were successful hmm can't answer the question but obviously you you you've 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 pushed a button of intrigue let me kind of dissect it a little bit as well what 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 is it throughout that period of time that obviously when you live in it you live in it but what what can i take from it from a a third party perspective and and try to analyze it as okay this is maybe something i could have done better this is what what i did and i could have learned from and then pretty much like course building really is what it is for you and i of okay this is step one step two two. okay you want to cover overcome overcome i don't know what it but the mainstay for me is a lot of people self-sabotage so it's overwhelm procrastination yeah self-doubt traps yeah so it's all those 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 Okay, I think for me it was obviously banging that drama, self sabotage. Obviously, people that watch a lot of my content, they'll start using the same language. But yeah. for the for people that are new or have never heard of me or me or you, you've obviously got to use people's language of okay, everybody is faced overwhelmed at some point. Um, 
you and I both would probably, you don't want to be vulnerable, but I I can't. I face self-doubt probably more cases than people would probably imagine. And obviously procrastination is probably the evil evil cousin of the lot because it's like, well, why do I procrastinate? Because you're not comfortable with being uncomfortable. One second. Yeah, is that the dog? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, back to, almost back to my original point, I say why it's interesting to, to, to know what you would tell your old self because there is a perception, isn't there, that... When, when you're an athlete, when you're in elite military and when you're in other elite jobs, whatever it is, doctor, lawyer, um, that that actually you've got your inner game sources. I'm going to call it the inner game. That's sort of a sporting term, isn't it? But it's not. We're all totally vulnerable to the same um, to, to same human factors that cause drop off in everyone. It's just different. Stress is perceived, isn't it? Um, so we can all see stress um, or pressure, I should say, very, very differently. And that's how we respond to that that determines whether it turns into stress and therefore has a negative impact on us. Um, and, and that's different for everyone. It doesn't matter you know, high, how high a skill level you are. You, you're going to crumb across that moment when when pressure gets you, doesn't it? I was going to, I was going to ask you, actually. I was going to ask you about... Um, about your relationship with failure because a lot of people and failure it cripples great. people it's, it's one great. of the big barriers yeah it's not great. but here's it's not great. well I, I, yeah here's here's my relationship with it i don't know whether this resonates with you but um not saying i'm different to everyone else but i tell you one of the things that kept me going both in marine training and in particular sf selection i didn't want to tell people i'd failed so that was a massive motivating factor for me massive i did not want to tell people i'd failed i couldn't fail and i know that might be an ego thing i don't know what it is but i, I couldn't and i i actually used it i was able to use that obviously failures impacted me in other ways uh, on selection i had times where my performance was very low because actually i just feared failure um and if i just if i just found a way to release that pressure i was putting on myself then it would have been far more comfortable but Actually, I used it in that first first instance. So I don't know whether you've experienced anything like that, where you're able to use that fear of it and harness it. Uh, if we use the swimming scenario yeah. I talked to you about, probably not, because obviously the, the ultimate failure was being dropped. Yeah. So, and you talked about pressure, obviously, that the un the unsurmounted pressure I'm putting on myself, let alone being selected didn't work so how do, how would i view fate not i probably got a love-hate relationship even to this day with it because yeah. it's that external component of it of how is other people going to perceive you if if it doesn't work out um obviously from a entrepreneurial standpoint it's it's, it's normal because people are, are looking for you to fail because i told you so yeah. Um, so those don't bother me too much, but I think it's the pressure I put on myself to be successful. Um, the the illusion of it is not that difficult because every every day is probably the same. So people, so people that are probably close to me, I'm probably well. Oh, James, you look like you're doing well. I'll be honest. I was like, well, it might look like it's but thing, but the the, yeah. the 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 thing is like a sinking ship. Uh, if it's going well, obviously. <laughs> Oh, I think my my neighbor asked me yesterday. I was chatting with him. Uh, he's a former uh, uh, lecturer, a, P, a PhD as well, um, and um, oh, what's the degree did design and 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 things like that. Uh, and he was asking how how well you're doing. I said, like, oh, 
July is doing well. It's doing a lot. It's 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 going against the typical summer blues that the fitness industry would normally have. We would have a lull in June, July because of people being on holiday and things like that. So yeah. I I kind of took it with a pinch of salt because, well, if I look at previous data, which obviously can be mine doing from a failure perspective because you can't compare one one year to the next. It could just give you um. How to describe the data? How things may go. Obviously, you can't you can't generally take. It's it's more like revenue versus obviously cash. Uh, it's not money until it's money until it's money in the till. But from that perspective, it's it was. I've got this relentlessness of always stepping up. It's probably that instance of I've been out the industry I think two years because of it wasn't doing well so I had to go back and get a real job and I think what you mentioned at the the top of the episode of you nearly had burnout if you'd have gone into those consultancy I hit it I hit it in the teaching one because I think one of the red flags and didn't pay any attention to it was uh, it was for a lot of people that were coming out of school, like apprenticeship ones, and a lot of, locally yeah. it was a lot of people that were, I won't call myself middle-aged, but say 30 years plus were applying. And one of the, the statements they made was, oh, it's going to be the best time of your life. For me, that wasn't at 30, yeah. I would have been 32, 33. I'd already had my best time of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being an athlete, thinking, okay, this isn't good, but we'll keep going. And anybody's been in a toxic environment, which a school definitely is, it, it didn't suit me morally, ethically. And I think the first day on the job, when I, when I won't say when I rocked up, obviously when I turned up, I shouldn't say rocked up. <laughs> that oh, yeah. a bad, bad impression. But I'd see kids going to school eating chocolate bars. Obviously, that's against my principles, my morals, my ethics, because no no kid should be eating garbage to start their day off. It, it, yeah. uh, you could look at, obviously, what's the parents' contribution. I'm not going to judge, but what's the people's knowledge around nutrition? To me and to you, that is definitely not it. And I conformed to that. Uh, that environment of I can't judge kids because I can't I can't I don't know what I don't know what the story is da 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 and obviously I started eating poorly I started exercising less and for me I I I had a panic attack at work I thought I was having a heart attack or stroke but my body probably would give me loads of cues weeks yeah. months if not a year or so before of nope. Nope, what you're doing is wrong, what you're doing wrong, 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 wrong. Um, and for me, that was probably the writing on the wall to kind of go, somebody's got to change. Yeah. Uh, mental health went to pot. Um, the confidence was in the toilet. And I think even the, the, the head said to me, oh, do you want to go see a counsellor? I was like, no. Inside, probably not, because that's it's like, it's like almost admitting I can't yeah. hold my sh- I can't hold things together from from a from a mental perspective. But when they went like that, okay, I'll take it. But if you asked me to do anything that I'm not comfortable with, I can use that kind of as I, I would. This is not very honourable to say to use mental health against an institution. But I kind of go, well, 
you told me to see a counsellor, I don't feel comfortable because of men- mental health and because it's going to make it worse. Thus, obviously, be one way to, I didn't have to do things. But one of the the scenarios that I, I, I sat down with that psychologist with was, well, do you want to go... What she asked me, do you want to go back so you can obviously do that job or do you want to focus on going to the future? I was like, okay, yeah. I'd rather focus on the, the future and we focused on, well, what, what does that look like? And for, I think the last three months of that contract, I focused onto this business on this business alone. As, and, yeah. and I did have colleagues ask, well, we see you on Facebook at six o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? It's like, well, I'm doing what I actually enjoy for an hour before I go to, I won't say, it wasn't all bad, but yeah. for the majority, most of it, I think most people have seen what it was like during lockdown, having to teach their own kids. That's, probably a percentage that I could laugh with former colleagues about as well everybody else because they now experience what teaching assistants and teachers go through on a daily basis <laughs> for, for I don't know how I would say say six months at the most and people were relieved oh we're gonna give back to the school now it's their problem for between nine and four o'clock um, so for me to move away from that of that would probably be what I would probably call rock bottom failure yeah as I think people within the fitness industry asked, what what's your drive? What 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 gives you get up and, and given? Uh, and I've never talked about this openly about it, especially not on on my podcast, let alone publicly. Of that is my rock bottom. As I do not want to go back and work at nine to five. Uh, it's not the aspect of working for somebody else. It's that aspect of I'm not saying it's failure if somebody's working within that profession you love and you 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 get a buzz out of it yeah. by all means but for me it was just to pay the bills i didn't i didn't i didn't had no purpose and meaning i had no purpose behind it yeah. and i think the last three months i coached kids <laughs> i didn't teach i didn't teach i coached yeah. so i think one story and i'll and I share with 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 everybody uh it was a year 10 people so it'd be 15 16 year old and he'd lost his grandfather and he'd stormed out of the classroom um so i thought it was just being disobedient so yeah. um uh, and just not t- taking any part in the in the english lesson so i went after him i didn't have to go very far thank god but uh <laughs> so i was like i tried the teacher approach as why have you stormed out of the classroom it's very disrespectful no response so i was like okay yeah. let me try and and go a different tact of being obviously coaching one is empathetic because you're trying to find the triggers the root cause to the problem and obviously trying to problem solve and and he told me that he's quite close to his grandfather uh i'd lost my grandmother at similar age yeah i was very close to her um and i was out of school for two weeks let alone go back straight back to school so I, i said to him well, do you want me to let the deputy head know? Then you can obviously tell every teacher that you've got. So if you if you need five minutes, you just have raise your hand and you walk out. You you you've got permission to leave the classroom. Yeah. And I thought nothing of it. And he thanked me like a couple of weeks later. Thank you for what yeah. you did. It's like, well, I didn't I didn't expect to get that thing. Obviously, the the deputy head obviously said to bring thank you for bringing it to his attention. But yeah. yeah. There's no point in him getting in trouble for 
what an emotion you that you can't control of 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 yeah. grief of of loss of missing a loved one, let alone if they, you're very close to that person. Uh, and for for me, I bottled it up at fifteen, sixteen. I I I think one teacher even asked me, uh, "Why have you been off?" And I went, I was a bl- blubbering mess. So yeah. I chose to hide it as let's just get back to the norm, the nitty gritty, and push through. And for me, it was one of my teachers had a parent teacher meeting with my mother. She's like, "Well, why is James so far behind?" She said to the teacher, "Well, I've lost my mother, and I, he's lost a." And they got a bit of slack, but I, I, I just plowed on as if nothing, nothing had changed, and and just yeah. got down to to what I called normality. And I don't think I actually really got to the root of it until about four years ago, because I started yeah. crying for no reason. Uh, it's probably a similar time to when I had that breakdown. Yeah, I was crying during Remember Sunday for no reason. Uh, obviously, for my grandmother, it was very uh, poignant because of serving during World War Two and, yeah. and probably that generation of oh, well, I owe a lot, and that's probably where a lot of my values uh, and morals come from from that generation of okay, respect of turning up on time. Blah 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 blah. blah. I could go on for a, an age, and probably similar with you being in the military. Of the, these these are punctualities that obviously. In in the pro in twenty first century, a loss on some people for, yeah. for whatever reason. But for that, I, I was willing to kind of go down the coaching route to kind of go well. Okay, let's get to the root cause of why you've stormed out. Not give you a bollocking because that's not helping. And I probably went, you know, school went one direction, I went the other. I was like, people were like, well, why do you not shout at people? Because that's not me. I don't. I shout at somebody. <laughs> sport is a reason behind it you, you're having a yeah. go at somebody because they've done something wrong you don't want them to do, repeatedly do it over and over again obviously in your environment it gets people killed in in, in military um, that's why you practice things over and over again before you go and do it for real so for me I, I went completely 180 degrees as well probably let some people get away with murder but it made, made the teacher's job a lot easier because then they could teach everybody else and the naughty kid think I won't say naughty but in commas he gets away with a little bit obviously I won't yeah. give you a mile and then everybody's happy and people kind of well, why did you what, why are you able to do that well I'm calm I'm collective everybody's enjoying it and it's probably this time of the year so it's it's yeah, yeah. It's, everybody's boiling hot and <laughs> just want to get over with and enjoy the summer holidays yeah. so that's that's probably where I come from failure is probably that teaching is that's that is I won't say the worst part of my life, but that's probably somewhere I don't want to go back to. So and then probably the other one is which I probably set myself up to fail is that that perception of it's go medal, go home. Yeah, of, yeah. And I've spoken to loads of athletes to kind of go, well and these are gold medalists. Why why did you pin your hopes on just that alone? Because when motivation is lackluster and it's not there that's not going to really motivate you to get out better i don't have to do this too often but five in the morning sometimes earlier as a swimmer on okay it's not too bad this time of the year but say in the winter months it's gonna hurt a lot of people at the best of times so it's not the best motivator to 
to to get you it's going to motivate you some days but some days it's it's not so i think it's probably those two instances yeah get you yeah do you think again they ask you a question but do you think um i mean the the challenges of, of being a teacher working in the school clash of values all those sorts of things do you think that has anything to do with the transition you're still transitioning away from professional sport trying to find your place I only, I only say that because it really resonates with with well, my experience and um when i've you know the first job i went to lots of people love it but i've steadily noticed the reaction to, to other people's situations i was reacting in ways that i wouldn't normally do it uh wouldn't normally do pressure was building big time my relationships with people were were struggling i was very emotional um and you put it down to because people you know people don't know that change is all about how you adapt to change is all psychological it's the transition most people think it's the change but the change had happened three four months prior but only i was only demonstrating the signs of struggling with that change three four months later um i think probably probably long longer period because i'd walked away from sport in 2013 yeah no real plan. This is this is going to sound really bad of me now. No real plan. No, and, and obviously there is, oh, they're not career advisors, but they're they're of that liking. I could have probably prepared myself a lot better than I did. I kind of went, well, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And people yeah. do say, well, why did you walk? Well, I mentally don't want to do it. Yeah, I see it as a job, so there's a problem. And I physically don't want to put myself through the rigor anymore. So, in a nutshell, I quit because it was easier easier thing to do as well. I'm not going to be pushed. I'm not going to force. Uh, I'm not going to turn up to said competition at undercooked. Thus, I will have regrets about it. Yeah. Uh, so I was unemployed for two years, and. I think the first time I went into the job centre, I felt sick. It's like, yeah, my none of my family has never been on. Well, I've saved pension and things like that, but on 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 the welfare. Yeah. So I felt horrific. It's like I feel so bad taking a handout from the government. I, I think I might even stall outside and kind of go. I can't go in. <laughs> I yeah, really can't it go in because yeah. it because it because it just does. I've never had to be. I'm not gonna say a burden, but I don't. I I've never been at a loss with. I I I had a purpose in my eyes for being a sportsman, um, and did did I really truly lose that? Probably not. Um, but that's obviously a lot of evolution and a lot of reflection and a lot of uh progression and a lot of improvement in myself to be able to kind of go well okay that definition of success is bogus it doesn't really matter uh would me winning a gold medal make a difference it probably might have changed me as a person but would it have made me get further in life we'll never know um and did it hamper me cycle up probably because obviously it's like well i spent my entire 
adolescence, if not almost my whole entire life up until I was 20, what have I been, 27, building up until, so I think yes, because he's like, well, where do I go from here? I've, 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 I'm say I've done everything and I've achieved everything, but what is going to match up to that in, yeah. in, in the long run? So it was, you, you, I would call this trying to find the next hit as what, what can I find that's going to give me the next buzz? So yeah, yeah. I, I think eventually when I did settle in, cause I was fed up of being on the dole really. And, and people said, well, why, why did you go into coaching? And I was, I was fed up of that nose as well. I think I'm good enough for this job. It's only because I don't know the right person and I'm not getting there. So I, 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 I probably, back to your point of failure as well, I don't want to tell anybody. I'm just going to do something very brash and very stupid uh, and, and, and go into to, to become a personal trainer. So for me, it was probably the right time to, 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 to go into that, into that, to that industry. Uh, I learned a lot probably in that six weeks. Um, I think it probably should be longer than even an accelerated course than that uh, because we're dealing with people at the end of the day. I think it takes six weeks for the motives that some people have, you know, the financial reward of I can make it rich quick. Uh, I think maybe you need to have maybe the, the Australian model, the American one, that's a little bit more scrutinized and... Oh, what's the word I want to use? It's not audited, but it's regulated. Is the word I want regulated, to regulated? Right. That, that, either, that, yeah. that, 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 that no, that, that you wouldn't have the case of like celebrities endorsing products that don't work. Yes, yeah. There's there's a, there's a thing of well, okay, if it doesn't work, I can sue you because it's not it's not viable. Um, so I think from that, I, I see both sides of it. Um, I think from the em- empathetic one. I became more empathetic because I have to be because if I'm ruthless to some people, some people won't respond in the I think some people think I'm still like that as like that cutthroat, cutthroat individual that I had to be. In. I don't say maybe unnecessarily now in sport because of the, the evolution of mental well, well-being and things like that. It's probably, I probably would have been a different person, but obviously the, the when I entered that arena, you had to, portray this person with everything's a-okay and suit of armor whereas i don't think it's that way as much uh 20 years later there's more of a um, it's taken into the same fashion that physical training is taken on board nutritional uh regimens and i think mental ones is it was there but it was in his infancy and i probably poo-pooed it a lot as well you've either got it or you haven't and to do meditation is is i'm not this buddhist monk and i never will be and it wasn't that openness to try stuff that wasn't tried and tested so i think i've lost my train of thought where we're going with this which apologize for people who are listening but i think with that that transition would have maybe been a bit smoother and a little bit less seamless if I had have been maybe more open and been more I won't say outspoken but be willingness to be to be vulnerable in a sense that that person's there to help me 
transition to the next stage. Yeah. Okay. That person's journey, because sport is ruthless. Um, obviously, military selection is probably similar. As if you don't hit standards, you're gone, and the sport moves on. The 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 regiment or the the branch of service goes on regardless, and you're kind of left out in the wilderness with kind of floating along to a certain extent. And I think you've got to, I won't say reinvent yourself, but you've got to build yourself back up. And I think, obviously, I went into coaching. It wasn't as successful as as I would have liked it to be uh, to the point that, obviously, family were looking out for me for to, to have a roof over the head and be able to feed myself as well you need to we know that you don't want to go down that route I've never have I've never wanted to uh even even the early days of, of my career of my aunt and uncle are very old school of what you know you need to get a professional it's like yeah but this is a profession I get paid quite well well to yeah. do something that uh, if somebody had a choice of going to nine to five I'm not saying they hated it but somewhere in between to do something that they enjoyed and and they only have to work gosh maybe four hours maybe say say at most six hours a a day and you've got some rest in between that's a cushy life it's not a hard lifestyle psychologically obviously physically it's it's very demanding but for me i'd have picked that any day uh that's probably where some of the internal battles probably persisted on because i'm trying to fight an internal battle that I've got as well I don't want to work in that arena I'd never want to obviously yeah I'm I'm fighting probably uh an idle adage of you need to do a job regardless if you like it or loathe it and I've I've probably had that I won't say preached but told to me on numerous occasions growing up as I'm doing a job to be able to feed you and do the things that you like i might not like the the, the job all the i'll say majority of the time because it's yeah. true I didn't hate a job but probably would have wanted to do something you don't have you don't nobody has this luxury of doing the things that they love it's like well yeah. there yeah. are people there's probably we'll say left of less than 50 percent would be would be fair but Obviously, for me, there was always that disconnect, and I think probably always will. But it's it's finding that balance to be okay with it, and to obviously show leadership. Of there's 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 times that you need to conform. There's times to be rebel, and obviously there's maybe sometimes to by bipartisan and sit on the fence and watch and then make a decision so I'm not saying for especially in the fitness industry to sit on the fence because that's not going to get anything done but if it, it means obviously taking a, a rational and an impartial viewpoint you might have to do that to be able to kind of take a, a philosophy that I use a lot and it shows that my coach is ex-military yeah. uh, he talks about bird's eye you know bird's eye perspective of seeing the the whole terrain. Um, yeah, he's yeah. a former RAF um, communications, so it's you can kind of when I when I when I'm 
paint that picture i can kind of visualize like a map and like a uh war zone and things and look at it from it's true because ultimately if you if you get entrenched and you get it stuck with your i won't say problems but say overwhelm self-doubt you're stuck in the trench and you can't get out because you can't see over the horizon and the bigger picture and i yeah. think that motto is true as you you take a step back and you be okay i've got a map behind me so you see the bigger picture yeah and you're able to analyze the situation a lot better and and, and i must say take the emotion out of it completely because that's easier said than done especially when things aren't going right because it's like oh crap oh crap crap yeah. but i think talking to other individuals and one of my colleagues made me aware of it of when was i doing this at the beginning of the year and i had a month not go particularly to plan and i went here we go again yeah and he said stop 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 james tell me what you just said here we go. i didn't think anything of it i just thought what was that four or five words but he went what is this in connection to oh it's because i did badly before yeah, uh, yeah i didn't put the two together but i remind people in nowadays as well how you talk how you say things how you interpret it can have a different meaning yeah. subconsciously and, and, and it's all driven by your thinking so if you're saying it you're thinking it well, I was, you, living, I was living it. it was that's like, what I mean. That's what I mean. So if you're thinking it, you're gonna live it. Yeah. So he was like, like, like mm, never thought about it that way. But I think I think it it takes other people to kind of go, hang on a second, pump the brakes. What did you just say? And and I think I I downplay it by how I obviously worded it, but that's quite momentous in terms of I'm just reinventing the wheel. I'm just not reinventing. I'm putting. The, I, I use the v, putting the VCR tape and rewinding it to. You want to rewind the good bit, but that's rewinding it back to a bad thing, and, and it's on a loop. Yeah. So I think that aspect of it gives you. I think. I think obviously that term is still there a little bit to answer your, to your question, John. Of did that transition happen unceremoniously probably because ultimately i'm still i'm still not in a position where god what even that even that looks like i don't know but yeah, in terms yeah. of the level that i would think would be acceptable but i think when i watch uh steve bartlett's podcast to see the, the i can't remember the, the dragon one. yeah the dragon yeah and he yeah. sat down with one of the, the ones off Love Island from a couple of series ago. And she was like, well, my goal is to make, I think it was a million pound. And then the next goal is two million pound. And I stopped it. I was like, well, when are you going to be satisfied? Yeah. Because, yes, it's good that you've got that 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 drivenness to, 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 to conquer in a sense. But when are you ever going to be truly satisfied? Because... That's like perfectionism on steroids. That's well, what what goal is gonna satiate your appetite? And I think for, even for his story of selling his um, social media company for I think like six seven figures, he yeah. wasn't happy. He was more happy when he was eating out of bins than yeah. just getting a meal. I think of he was finding a couple of quid under a bench in a in a fast food joint. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, that, that, it's, that's, that's like, like proper coaches. I mean, how many people, I don't know, I, I know we work in different coaching fields, but the number of people that you end up coaching that are in similar battles, I, I call it the difference between wanting success and, and, and seeking a sense of achievement. So success is very much driven by, it's all external. So it's all to do with money, house, that's that wealth element, your bigger car, newer car. But ultimately that doesn't lead to the root of self-fulfillment, satisfaction, enjoyment, happiness. It's that sense of achievement, which is driven by your values, what I'd call character strengths. Um, and when you start to use and um, use them and you start to move forward using them, you get a much bigger sense of happiness, fulfillment, self-achievement. And ultimately that, that's what everyone really wants to be craving. They mix the two up, don't they? A million pounds, I'll be happy with that. Well, well that was a really famous book, wasn't it, about a multimillionaire? I think he's Italian. Um, and the happiest part of his life was when he gave up all his money and he went homeless on the street in India because he realised he was just chasing his fast cars, fast women, and was, he absolutely loathed himself. And it wasn't until he got uh, lost all of that that he really discovered who he was and that sense of sense of achievement that came with it. Well, you see, um, it, so, you see it in a lot of yeah. stories. Yes. Scrooge. Yes, yeah. Simpsons do it with Mr. Burns. Miser yeah. the, okay, Scrooge isn't miserable at the end of it, but that's obviously because he gives uh, Tiny yeah. Tim, Tim and that family some a nice Christmas. But obviously, well, we talk, well, I don't need to talk about Christmas. But ultimately, that's that's <laughs> gone long, long away from that's that yeah. story of the night before Christmas. But it 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 it, it I think. Even when I was in my role in the school, the kids would ask, well, what's your favorite car, BMW? Yeah. I'd probably go, as long as the engine runs and it's got four wheels, I'm happy. And they'd kind of, well, why, why don't you want something like, it's like They all do the same thing. They'll yeah. do the p purpose of getting you from A to B. It's just in terms of 0 to 60 is probably the difference. Of, yeah. There's this obsession. For me, there, there, there's never been an... Um, that envy of having, you know, a specific car. Okay, that's that's your your goal, or that's what you you you've set your heart heart on. Into that, that's something different for me. It's not a car. Uh, I I come from what you maybe call middle class suburbia. I've I've I've, I've been quite fortunate to have an easyish upbringing. I'm not been without things, so I'm maybe. I haven't got that killer instinct that some people have in terms of they've got nothing they're going to stop but nothing to to be successful. So I I think that's a double-edged sword for me, but that materialist aspect of of the money is obviously what makes the world go round which is is a challenge because you speak with people that are you need it completely yeah, against it. It's like well I get that you think, excuse me, the socialist aspect it, it, it's good in practice, but it doesn't work because ultimately, if I have something that you want, you'll stop at, I won't say stop at nothing, but you will want to upstage me as well. If James has got, I don't know, a Mercedes, I need to get a Bentley. And then if you get a Bentley, I need to get a jet. And obviously, we wouldn't stop it. And this is obviously where. Yeah. You've got the the media obviously put people against each other of the have and have nots. It's like, well, okay, 
They might be out of touch, but that's because they've never had to do without. So on yeah. on same on the other end of the spectrum of somebody that's had never had anything, they've got two choices. They could be, you could say, I'll use the black athlete in the US because it's easier to explain. That kind of meant they'll use the sport to get out of that situation and, and that's how they succeed. But Or you have the other people that the media like to interview are always moaning as well. That's a choice. That's a choice. It's a hard choice if you're not aware of it. But I'd rather be try to get as far up that totem pole as I can. I'm not going to get into the percentage at some point because it's a, it's it's locked. <laughs> it's locked, yeah. and you're not coming in because you don't have the right access. Uh, but for me, that's it's probably an achievement aspect of okay. I'm going to try and get as high up that as I can and I know there's going to come a point where I'm going to I'm going to hit a ceiling and that's I have no control over that yeah but until I achieve it but I want to be I want to be I almost said successful along that happy along that that journey and that process that's what's the most important so yeah if I get recompense for that along the that's wonderful but and this is what I like to remind people when I speak to them especially in coaching as I'm you and I are obviously uh, recompense short term, but your life has changed forever. So it's it's looking at okay, we are talking a lot of money, but and I, I wouldn't disagree of X amount, say three, four figures in one lump sum. Even for you and me, it's a lot of money. As mm, could it not go on something else? <laughs> could it not? Could it not stay in my bank account? I'm laughing yeah. about this, but this is being this is this is true. So this does happen sometimes. It's, it's a challenge, but it's looking at that long-term project as, well, if John can fix my problem in three months, six months, because that's what you're paying for is implementation to to get over the line, to have the helping hand, to have a little bit of that support, etc. And whatever what else, else you feel that you need versus potentially being judgmental and saying people have got scarcity mindset of oh why don't I have this it's like well trying to not do this from a judgment perspective as if you can work your way out of that and maybe get in the center ground you can maybe see where that and I've been that individual because I talked about bitterness before of oh why have I got parts over for that job why are they not what are you going to do about it there's no point sitting here and moping about it what yeah. do you want to change in circumstances of the the I can't remember it's Tuan I can't pronounce it's, it's Korean surname Um, I'll share it in the comments yeah. but that's where his story resonated with me because it's from convict to run to co-owning a, uh, a million dollar business that's a massive impact because he's like well yeah. okay you've come from the rough end of the tracks to to take every wrong uh, financial decision to rob, to steal, da, 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 gone to jail, learning something from it, and then coming out the other side to help other people, and then obviously doing it. Yeah. The 
the more 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 it's, it's, it's hard one to say it's a moral one it's a challenging one to put coaching in that one but with that story you can kind of go he could mope around and be well the system's against me etc etc but he kind of went well if we find the right audience or we find the right marketplace the right target field we can do do big things and we can help other people to excel and i think obviously i think the world's lost its way a little bit when it comes to this because of politics religion media etc because it's it's pretty much pitting you could always say you you and i because race that's pitting you against each other as well you've got something that i want you've got I don't think this exists, but this is my this is my opinion. White privilege, thus that could be used against you as to to motivate me, in 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 a wrong sense as well. John's doing better than me because he's got white privilege. It's like, well, does that even exist? It's like, well, technically we've used. I'll use the one percenters because the Americans love it. Um, the one percenters of, of you you'll be marginalised to certain extent because you'll never get into that club because you've not gone to the right school. You don't know the right. Your your family's not well connected. That's white privilege. So it doesn't matter. Well, technically, our next prime minister could be privileged, but that's nothing to do with race because the person has been well to do, gone to the right schools, gone to the right. I think he gone to normally. I think politicians Oxbridge, well connected. Yeah, you're gonna do very well, and so, whereas I probably, I think this probably stems from my grandparents. Don't care. I was yeah. like, well, I was like, well, how close can I get to that? It's gonna be hard, gonna be a challenge, and I won't say stop at nothing. I'm going to be whatever it takes to revolve to get there, and I think. I, I could probably thank my, my family for all that because it's that I call it stubbornness because it's yeah. like perseverance uh, it's, it's it's that never quit attitude as well you say it can't be done well, let's watch and find out yeah. if it can't be done obviously I'm gonna <laughs> tweak it a little bit and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and go back to the to the drawing pad or have people to kind of go well what about tweaking this minuscule thing inside the system? And obviously that's what collaboration is. It's, yeah. It's... We're talking really about getting the process right, aren't we? It's not ignoring well, the end state, but it's well, getting the habits, it's, the it's, beliefs, the behaviours in place, would, the culture. Would you, would you say it's the fixation on the result? That's the problem. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm yeah, gonna, so I, I want this result. I want to yeah. start especially when it comes to weight loss, it's like, well, I want to lose X amount of weight. Yeah, but how's that gone, how, how's that gone so far? With yeah. Weight Watchers, Slimming World, uh, Cambridge Diet, throw anything in, into that. So if that's not worked for you in the past, maybe you're focusing on the wrong thing. And, and obviously, we talked about this slightly off air of, um, the aspect of the materialistic stuff, coaches will do that as well. 
I, I laugh when I see them videos now because like mm -hmm. oh, uh, you know the beach lifestyle and you technically live in a nice part mm -hmm. of the world so, but you know living in Thailand etc and things like that well okay yeah I get I get that it's going to cost less to live there in the long term but a flight out there isn't cheap um, saying that you could live a, a, a computer like I'm technically living on a computer. I could go to the beach if I wanted to. It wouldn't be very practical for the keyboard. <laughs> to do that. I'm obviously joking with people listening, but in terms of that is being so rammed down the throat of individuals as okay, if I could live somewhere that is more luxurious than where I'm at presently, that must be better than where I'm at now. Whereas the reality is it, you're gonna have to still still do the same. I won't call it the grind, but the the hours spent buying a computer but it's still the same. Yes, you're in a luxurious place, but if you're not content with what you're doing, that's maybe the problem. But you need to be. I don't agree with this sometimes, but in terms of you know putting the hours in, of you, if you've got to work seven days at, out at seven in the very beginning to get it going, you've got to do it. It's like well, yeah, but then people want to see the real you you can't do the real you if you sat by on a computer 365 days a year 24 hours yeah. it's not it's not feasible but in terms of you get what i'm saying it's not feasible because okay and i've joked with this on content um because uh, i talked about uh mindset in an email a couple of months back of you know the matrix and i was like oh this content's not hitting i can make this better because i can show a sense of humor and because the audience is amputees, I was like, I'll let you get away with the the limbs, and people hmm. loved it because like, yeah. oh my god, sense of it's like, yeah, because I thought the I thought this content episode part was stale because it's boring. It's like, what's what's different about that? Yeah, yeah, it's technically true, but you get a little bit of me in there. It's not easy on an email, especially or, or written stuff, to be able to get that across. But with that, you're able to garner a little bit more as. Okay, he's given me a little bit of slack. Technically, it's dark humor, and I've said a lot worse, but with that, it kind of gives people, okay, they might remember that post just for that alone. That's all James said this bit. Ah, that's what he's referring to. Obviously, I don't need to remember that, but I know what piece it is just by saying the the Matrix. Um, but to, to, you, to use that, to, to to be towards and I'm going off on a tangent massively now so <laughs> from that it's just it's just remembering it and be maybe a little bit skeptical of things and, and be oh, I, I can see why you don't engage as much with social media because it can it can it can skew a lot of things especially when it comes to success uh perfectionism and self-doubt obviously Instagram is probably the worst TikTok is probably not far behind <laughs> of creating what it is to be successful because if you've got a, a, a system or a process that works obviously you're going to be successful and I think a lot of things that, are, that I've watched recently especially within marketing is like uh, one I've, uh, as a result I added it on LinkedIn because it's like oh you, you're, you're talking about principles stay the same but it's technique that changed like, and he was referencing books to the 1920s so we're talking about 100 years ago it's still yeah. 
So what what is the point of reinventing the wheel in some sense? Obviously, technique wise, is one of those things, uh, and and I think especially my my industry, you always see it of oh the next new, I call them a fad, the next way to lose weight. Whereas yeah. people will re, I think people are getting skeptical now. As if you really challenged it as well, what is it? that is so different from what has gone before. If I used, uh, what is it now? Atkins versus keto, exactly the same thing. Yeah. But because it's packaged a different way, oh, let me jump on the next new thing. And, I, yeah. and I've questioned people when they do that because it's like, well, what is it about potentially my program that's going to be any different? Because... If you're looking for the next thing, we've got a problem because we need to look at the knowledge around it so you don't have to go on a diet and maybe look to go down the, you know, the definition of what's in the dictionary. Yeah. And mindset. Well, that's the, the, well, you could probably say billion dollar industry that's coming. Yeah, well, that's what I know. That's why I work in. So I, I see it every single day, isn't it? Um, I mean, we always um, one of the last things we we quote in our our program. We yeah, programs are about quotes, about skills. You know, that, that's all we show people how to do something. But one of the last things is if if you do nothing, nothing will change. And that's not just that's not just um, you know in terms of physically. And you probably see it all the time, but it's your thinking. Because actually what people don't realize, not everybody knows this, but it's your thinking that drives how you feel and behave. So if you want to change how you feel and behave, you've got to change your thinking. It doesn't matter what the activating event is. So it could be anything, but it's how you think about that event that matters. That drives how you feel and behave. So if you ultimately want to go and change something, you might have to start with your thinking. Mindset. Upskilling. Upskilling. Mm. Well, yes. I, can't, I can't remember where that's taken from, but it's like, well, technically that's... But but I think the, probably the problem resides with this journey school or the people's <laughs> perception towards. I I know I had this. I had a couple. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't till I left university. Oh, I've learned enough now. I don't. Need, I I I've I've acquired enough knowledge. I don't need to learn anymore. Uh, because for me, I don't know was what my my achievement what i wanted or success i wanted in academia is i wanted a phd not for for the academic thing for what it what it gave being you know a doctor and what yeah and, yeah so that was my that was and once i got up to masters i was like no chance i'm not going to the next i'm not going to the next tier this, this is this is it might not help by the gap year I'm not going to dispute that and changing institute. Maybe if I was at the same institution, but who knows? I think I I matched probably the the level in which I wanted to go. And there are people at times that would you go back? To? No. no, I've had my prosthesis say, "Are oh, you be a good prosthesis?" But I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. It might be good for for I I know other amputees that have done it for themselves was that's not really a good motive to do that really is it it's supposed to do it as a profession to help others yeah uh, yes you want to make your life a lot easier um I'm I'm not disputing that for other amputees because that's true you want a perfect socket but that's quite uh selfish and that's putting it lightly 
mm-hmm. through that. But I think the the aspect of we come back to the learning bit is I don't need to learn anymore. I've done twenty, well, not twenty. We'll say 15, sixteen years of education. So don't count the first three, four years. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd done it. I was like, that's enough. <laughs> but when you lose sight of that, obviously your th- you, your thinking is impaired how you feel da, 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 da. and you get to I don't know why people want to hit rock bottom but they do before they do something about it you don't want to be to the stage of where I was at to the, to, to put pretty much I won't say I have to rebuild myself but almost as to, to, to craft the, the person I I, I, I won't say what want was I, I probably had to evolve a little bit but I almost had to reinvent myself to, to be to be happy whereas now I don't look at sport in the same way that I used to it's there's there's that buzz that I had as a kid as yeah. okay it's competitive sport but if we lose gonna learn something from it okay don't want to lose but mm-hmm, yeah uh the point that I'm making is it's not okay now it's probably more of a hobby but there's more of an enjoyment maybe like vis-a-vis the beginning of my career I need to climb the ladder because that's what I want to do if I want to get better I've got to put the hours in if I want to physically improve I've got to put in an extra percent mentally into because I think what Tuesday practice emphasizes that of chasing somebody down yeah I put in an extra extra effort probably because the coach said so as well but I was like oh, oh I'm getting closer yeah okay this isn't as difficult as I perceived it was and Tuesday was not particularly cool so I could have had an excuse to back off as oh I didn't catch him because it's too hot mm-hmm. but that goes against what we talked about you know the morals and the ethics yeah. of who I am of if <clears> I was I wouldn't even call it one percent. Say one, we'll call it one percent, just so people can visualize it. That would piss me off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, if it wasn't that night, sometime this week or future down like it was, well, if you'd have put a little bit more in that night, where would you be in six months' time? Yeah, I mean, it's a common common thing. You common scene that. Uh... I see. I'm just, I'm just, I'm hearing your story, and and all I'm thinking is how to change. Coming back to you know when you talked about you hit burnout, what I was hearing there, and it's something that I see in a lot of lot of athletes, a lot of veterans, is the response to challenge is to push harder. I'm going to push harder. I'm going to push harder. I'm going to try harder. Try harder, and you know, physically throw yourself at it. When you come out of that environment and you end into into new ones, the question becomes how do I change, and. At, doesn't matter what level you're at. Lots of people don't know that answer. They don't know how to change, especially elite sport. It was, I'm just going to push harder, harder, harder. But if you come across a mental, emotional and social wall, you can't physically push harder. So what happens? You start to drain your energy, you get more and more tired. And that's that's certainly some of the causes of burnout for lots of people. Because the question goes, you might know that you need to change or you might not even recognize. But the, question, the hard question is, I don't know how I'm going to change. 
how do I change? I don't, I don't know the skills. My typical response is push harder, but actually this is where I need to step off and it's my thinking maybe, it's my behavior, it's my habits that need to change. And the question comes, how? How do I do that? I only know that because that's what I do now. You know, show people how well, to. Well, it's, it's, so, um, it's the same with me. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I've worked with my coach for, oh gosh, over two years. Yeah. And I've probably opened up more and more as I felt comfortable to do so. And it's, it's more as, I think, what was it? At the beginning of the year, I owned up and said, I was, the, I'm at fault with why the business, that takes, that takes balls to do that. Cause it's, oh, it's, it's this going wrong. It's going, no, no. I, I kind of went, the problem is me. So I need to either, I need to drastically change I won't say drastically change, but change the way that I'm thinking, change the way that I'm doing. Either not, not necessarily. That's why I say to people when they 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 they've got this notion of you know it's either zero or it's pedal pedals of the floor. It's like it doesn't work. <laughs> that's not going anywhere, and that's gonna you're gonna run out of juice eventually. So there's been times that I've kind of gone. Well, the best thing for me is to have a break. Um, I think the amount of conversations I were having, I couldn't even answer the question in terms of how many conversations I have with people a day. It's probably in the ball about a hundred people. Yeah. Can I keep track of all that? No chance. And what I've done up until probably this month is wind it back a bit as, well, let's do more meaningful conversations. Let's get to know the person's problem and, and make them aware of it. And then, make them make the decision not let me grab you by the by the coat by the, the collar and pin you up to the wall you're gonna change and you're gonna do it my obviously i shouldn't laugh but you're gonna because people get defensive yeah or yeah. they come out swinging well we don't like change do we yeah so oh if you, don't like, people, role, you don't like when people it's like well this is this is you and people can't see my actual hand and this is where i want to get to you and you don't want that Obviously, there's going to be so much resistance, and they'll, they'll, they'll. It comes back to what you said about the thinking. They'll hunker down on that belief, and and pretty much, I don't know how you describe it, uh, zip tie themselves or sellotape themselves to the ground yeah. so they can't budge. Yeah. Even if it hurts them. Um. Yeah. So I've confirmation I've, bias. I've, I've, I've done the. Yeah, but if that's if that's they they can't see they can't believe in what you're you're showcasing to them you can't change somebody's it's it's, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen it's it's you you're almost on a hiding to nothing so i've probably got better at that as okay if you're not ready now that's fine if you're willing to have a conversation face to face that takes that takes a lot of guts as well because mm-hmm. You're admitting that there is something wrong, and you 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 want to at least see what that looks like. Mm, yeah, not quite comfortable with that right now. Um, and I've had a few people message me. Uh, they put their hand up for me to obviously message them, and they kind of went mm, not comfortable where we're going. That's okay. That's fine. You're not ready. That's that's you. You're intrigued, but you don't like the questioning that I'm asking you. It's not. I don't perceive it as that difficult, but 
maybe in your world, me talking about your problems and that in the I won't say public domain, but they're out and centre and you can read them back to you as mm, not comfortable with that. Don't 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 like that in black and white. Thus I don't want to deal with it. But obviously we're human beings, so it's it's trying to find that pinch point for one per sometimes some people are ready to go today. Some people need three months, six months. Yeah. Two years. Maybe never, never. They might just want to talk about it, and it's like, well, I've talked about it. I perceived I've changed, but you, you might maybe minuscule, but you've not really done the the leaps and bounds that you've you purchased yet. But that's okay. Yeah. That's that's. It's tough, tough jump to get a coach, isn't it? It's tough if you're paying for it. Well, you can't. You you if you could if you're willing to learn, you probably could do it on the cheap or do it free. <laughs> but you'd have to spend. <laughs> hours and hours on the internet and that's what people don't want to do they don't want to spend they want the information front and center but no i i had I that bias as well as like well why do i why do i need a coach that was probably where i was in that transitional phase even though i've yeah. been coached my entire life <laughs> which is which is funny because i've been yeah. coaching since the age of eight years old up until i was 28 oh no i can't have a coach when it comes to business I need to I need to learn it the hard way. But it was that reluctance, I think, to be pay homage. Oh, I did all the work to get me to where it's not true. I didn't write the training programs. Be it in any sport or the strength and conditioning programs, uh, what we ate. I didn't have to cook it when we were in training camp. So yeah. I need to at least be a little bit more honorable, and that's what I've done probably the back end like the back end of this decade to kind of go well if it wasn't for these coaches my mum my family having to put up with my shit moaning da, 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 mm-hmm, they yeah. get to take a lot of it because it's like well if it wasn't for those people to kind of go keep going sometimes kind of go this is what you want James this is some, this is some of the pushback you're going to get yeah because I can't control other people or I can't control organisations but we're talking about first world problems when it comes to athletics. That's yeah. the environment is somewhat proactive in terms of people in that environment want the same goal. I won't say yeah. the, the gold medal, but they want to go to the yeah, highest, similar, yeah. Yeah. Hi- highest realms that they could possibly can to be. If that's Europeans, uh, in like continental competitions, world champs. If they're lucky to go Olympic or Paralympics, the World Cup, uh, the Rugby World Cup, the uh, the Super Bowl, of these are like the the top of the pyramid for for all these sports. That's what they want to do. So, I've obviously showcased to people in my in my, in my industry. Hey, I get that you don't want to go Paralympics. That's okay. I'm yeah. I'm more than happy with that. If you do, that's wonderful. You can ask me any question that you want to do about that. Da, 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 da. If it's if it's not, hey, that's fine. That's mostly who I deal with now. It's not it's not that many people that are at the top end of the sport. That's probably what I wanted to do when I came out of sport is go back into that environment. Yeah. No, thank you. It's probably worse for 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 a coaching perspective because yeah. if the athlete doesn't perform, it's the coach's fault. 
because yeah. we're in that era of there's no player responsibility. But if I got somebody sacked, I would be I would be mortified if it's if I've not for whatever reason had, had adapted to to their coaching style and it's not quite meshed yet. Some of that's my fault. As there could have been, res- I don't like his training methods, so I don't I won't comply. I'll do I don't know fifty percent instead of eighty percent. I'll do when we got to do a hundred percent. I do eighty percent. Who misses out? I do, and I get some. And, and, but that's probably of how I've been brought up. Of I don't like that in terms of well, a coach can only do so much in a sporting arena to get that person prepared. The players and the personnel have to turn up and deliver and adjust to obviously their position. Same with, uh, well, to some degree, uh, military personnel when they go and do training exercises with other countries of they're trying to find well weaknesses in each other they probably wouldn't admit to that publicly but they're trying to make themselves better uh, as a unit so when the the they're put under stresses and, and, and pressure from that degree they they don't freeze oh yeah absolutely yeah that's yeah. You know, again, yeah, in, in the military, it's a it's a cultural thing as well. So you not only got certainly the the last unit I was at, not only you got individuals constantly striving for personal professional excellence, which was part and parcel of the culture, um, but that fed the culture, and the culture then created it where we're constantly trying to get better, be the best. Um, works very well for the British military. Well, it's the same in sport. That's, mm. that's probably why. A sp- I say probably all rowing because it's up until Tokyo. Yeah, it's got a history with Redgrave and Pinson and things like that. You want some of that for yourself? I say, yeah. I wanna, I wanna. Uh, there's a wall in the um, what? It's also called the Red Redgrave and Pinson. Um, what the hell is it called? I'm gonna call it a bill. It's not called that, but it's named after them in homage of what they'd done. Uh, for being well, five-time gold medalist, I think Pinson's four. So, and there's a wall for all the the medalists. So you 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 look at that every single day. Well, I want to be a bond. Okay, I never got that. Didn't have that. Yeah. But it is a dry, dry driver from a desire perspective. As well, I'm not feeling it today. Okay, but you want to be remembered long after you're gone. Yeah. That's one way to do it. Will I be forgotten? Probably not. One one of the... I look at it both positive and negatively for the, my, the next generation of my family as well. You've got me to live up to. And what will the internet look like in 20, 40, 46 years ago, from now? Yeah. And will that kind of be... Oh, your, James, your dad used to be like this. Why are you this? If they decide not to be sported, that's fine. If they want to be sporty and they don't want to go to the heights that I did, that's fine. Um, if they want, if I'm quite artistic as well, so people wouldn't know that. But if they went down that direction, hey, if you want to be, uh, I don't know, what, Andy Warhol with things like that, really abstract modern art, or yes, yeah, things things like that, and you want to become famous, hey, that's wonderful. Or if you want to be I'll call it we'll call Love Island and things like that flushing a pan. <laughs> yeah. 
if you want to do that, e. That that's that's fine. You make your 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 own mistakes and 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 things like that. So I think it's probably a blessing and a curse. It hasn't done me any harm, especially in the coaching world, because people do sometimes look at that. Oh, I googled you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that's fine. I don't do I don't do it that often. I'll do it sometimes if I can find something new and something that I didn't know uh, about myself, but uh, how it's been portrayed by a media organization. It's like, oh, okay. It's not technically right, but okay. But that, to my knowledge, there's nothing bad out there. No, um, yeah. But it's it's one of those one of those one of those things. So we're coming to the end of of quite a long. Well, you and I have been on for two and a half hours, but yeah, we've nearly been three hours, haven't we? Yeah, my bladder is telling me it's been yeah. three hours. So I like to ask this of all my guests. If you had to sit down, I'm going to phrase it slightly different for you, John. If you had to sit down with any coach, dead or alive for that matter, who would that be and why? Um, who would it be? Who would it be? It'd either be, it'd be one of the all black, all black coaches. Um, Steve Hansen, probably who's um who crafted that team and went on such a such a winning run um what was it 20 2011 2015 world cups pretty much unbeaten what 98 percent 98 percent winning record it'd be sitting down with him probably and talking about that um and talking about how he crafted that environment because i think if you read all the books about um about it yes they had some world-class players um and with that came world-class leaders but the book in particular talks about the culture they started to build. And I'm fascinated by culture um, that you build around you, both at home and at work. Um, and I think it'd be a conversation with, with, with him. If you're asking me for anyone across history, that'd be, that'd be an interesting one. Anyone across history. I mean, I'd like to sit down with someone like Caesar or Augustus or um, Leonidas. I'm an ancient historian. I did that, my degree. So I, as, a, as a person, they were a leader. They weren't coaches. But I think that would be fascinating. But if you're asking me for a, for a coach, it would be, it would be, it would be him. Um, yeah, 100%. Guardiola wouldn't be far behind. I can't do this. This is a show with the colour side of Manchester, I prefer. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, I'm not a footballer at all, but I think it'd be interesting to have a conversation with him. Um, and if you're asking me if there was anyone I'd like to coach, me like to coach, I'd like to get hold of Jose Mourinho. I'd like to coach him. I'm not saying whether he'd be coachable. That's a different question. But if he felt he was coachable, I'd like to get a hold of Jose, Jose Mourinho. I think that would be interesting. And my final question before we sign off, if you had to summarize, John, what we've spoken about into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? You can always work on your mindset and you're never finished working on your mindset. So once again, John, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Athlete Podcast. Thanks for having me. Although you've just you've just you just disappeared for a split second then, but you're back. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. Great chat. I mean, what we've been going? Nearly three hours. We have nearly been gone three hours now, haven't we? Yeah. We had an hour and a half before we started. Yeah. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it.
Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below. And I would love to hear from you. Come and connect and ask your questions. I've been James Roberts from jamesowenroberts.com. Remember this quote by Chris Hart. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute, not by some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. <laughs>